welcome. My name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation in chapter number 20. The book of Revelation in chapter number 20. Of course, we are continuing with our series of the Millennial Kingdom, explaining the thousand-year reign of Christ and exploring all the intricacies, the nuts and the bolts, how it works, what's all entailed, who's all going to be there, all the fun facts and figures dealing with the Millennial Kingdom. And because we're dealing with the Millennial Kingdom, Revelation chapter 20 is one of the most key passages dealing with the Millennial Kingdom. There's other passages that explain it, but this is the the passage that clearly says over and over a thousand years. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we're going to turn to it over and over and over and over. So much that some of you might be able to quote it by the time we're done. That probably won't hurt you any. But if you don't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and look with me to the book of Revelation chapter number 20. The book of Revelation chapter 20 and notice with me in verse number 1. Revelation 20 and verse 1. The Bible says this, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid a hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the worship of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived with and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part. Of the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired. Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And shall go out to deceive the nations. Which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle. The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And as they went up on the breath of the earth. And compassed the camp of the saints about. And that beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And if you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. But we're going to preach a message here about the people of the millennial. The people of the millennium. 
and we're talking about the people that are going to reside. Who are the people that's going to be within the millennial kingdom during this thousand year reign of Christ? If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much again for you being a wonderful God. And we thank you that you are a great God who desires that everyone should come to repentance. Everyone should accept you as Savior. And we're thankful for the opportunity we have on this earth to tell as many people as possible. As we explain what the events of the millennial kingdom now. That you would give us wisdom, discernment. That your Holy Spirit would illuminate and open our eyes. That we could have a great understanding. And that we could apply it to our lives here and now. Thank you again for the great privilege of taking your Bible and open it up. As for me, I recognize I need you. I need you physically, spiritually. I need you. So the best I know how, I surrender myself to you. And ask that you fill me with your precious spirit. And that you would get your own work accomplished once again through your precious word. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now... As we've led up to the events of the Millennial Kingdom, we understand the very next event on God's calendar is the rapture. The second coming of Jesus Christ coming in the clouds. And that what's going to happen is that all those who are saved, whether they are dead or alive, the dead in Christ shall arise first. Then us that are alive and remain shall meet them together in the air. Then we're going to go be with Jesus. And he's going to rapture us out. And that the tribulation is going to begin with no uh, saved people and the tribulation is a specific period in time where God is working with his people Israel he's bringing the Hebrew people back to himself at the same time many Gentiles will come to know Jesus Christ as their savior but many people will not after the seven years of tribulation that Jesus Christ is going to come back bodily, physically, literally, and we're coming back with him. And during that time, Jesus Christ is going to judge the world. And then the millennial kingdom is going to begin with no lost people. And with that context, let's explain a little bit more of the Millennial Kingdom and the people that are within the Millennial Kingdom. The Millennial Kingdom is going to have three different groups of people. And so the first group of people that we're going to see within the Millennial Kingdom is those with resurrected bodies. Those with resurrected bodies. Notice with me, if you don't mind, in the book of Revelation, chapter number 20. Revelation 20, and let's pick it up in verse number 4. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark on their forehead or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. The first group of people that we see in the millennial kingdom is those with resurrected bodies. Now, we understand that this body is going to be a different body than what we have now. 
that right now we have this fleshly body. We have this body that gets old. We have this body that feels pain. We have this body that falls apart on us. And many of you understand you're falling apart. You're getting older. You feel the pain. Well, one day, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to be hooked up with a brand new resurrected body. And this body is going to be quite different than the body that you have now. That this body will no longer be able to get old. This body will not feel the pain. This body will not uh, fall apart. More importantly, this body will not be able to sin against Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm looking forward to that time where I'll no longer fail my Savior once again. We'll get to more things in the millennial kingdom, but there are other things about this body that will hit specifically dealing with the rewards. But for now, I'm just touching upon it that we're going to be people with a brand new resurrected body. Now, why is this important? Well, this is important because Jesus Christ is going to be the king of the millennial kingdom. That's why we call it the millennial kingdom. We'll talk more about the government and how the government is going to be structured later on. But it's going to be King Jesus. And King Jesus is not going to administrate his government all by himself. But instead, he's going to need some help. Notice with me again in verse 4. And I saw thrones. You see this word thrones. It carries the idea of ruling. And upon the and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And so those with a resurrected body, we are going to help rule or administrate the millennial kingdom. We are going to be part of the people who are going to help run and organize this government. Now I want you to think, we got a perfect king, King Jesus. And we're going to be in perfect bodies that will not be able to sin against God you're going to have a place that has a perfect government. And we're going to be a part of it. What a wonderful thing this is going to be. And we're going to sit upon it. And all those that died in the tribulation, the Bible continues on in this verse, that died in the tribulation for the cause of Christ. Now they accepted Jesus, but during the course of the tribulation they died. They are also going to get a resurrected body. So pretty much everyone who died trusting Jesus as their Savior... Up until the tribulation time, if they died before that, they are going to be risen again and they're going to get brand new bodies, resurrected bodies that will not be able to sin against God. These are bodies that will not be able to fall apart. These are bodies that will not be able to sin against God. They're going to be used to rule and to reign and that we are going to help rule and reign with him. Notice with me. If you don't mind, let's look and see what the Bible has to say. We're going to come back to Revelation 20, but turn with me to the gospel record of John chapter 5. Jesus gives some commentary dealing with this, but this is an important subject to know. That we are going to get brand new resurrected bodies. And that it is us, we, if you've accepted Jesus as your personal savior... You are going to be in the millennial kingdom as well. That we're going to have a group of people that lived before this time. That before the millennial kingdom, we lived before this time. And then during the millennial kingdom, we are going to live again on this earth and rule and reign with Jesus. So there's going to be a group of people that have a resurrected body. Now, the key is, is that you have to accept Jesus as your Savior before you die. 
that's, that's the caveat. That's what you have to do. Notice what Jesus says about this same thing in John chapter 5. John chapter 5, and notice with me in verse number 24. John chapter 5, and in verse 24, Jesus says this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life verily verily i say unto you the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of god and they that hear shall live. Now in verse 24 it says, In order to get saved, you have to believe on him that sent you. You have to hear God's word and believe in God and his promises. When you do that, you have what is called everlasting life. Now how long is everlasting? Is it a week? No. Is it a month? No. Is it a year? It's forever. And part of this everlasting life that we have is that after we die physically, our bodies will die, our souls will separate. The good news is, is that our souls will be put in a brand new vessel and we're going to live forever. Notice again in verse 25, verily, verily, remember the word verily means truly. So he's saying truly, truly, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead, those who have died before, those bodies, shall hear the voice of God. And they that hear shall live. And so the bodies are going to raise up. You're going to get a brand new body. It's going to be risen from the grave. It's not going to stay dead. Verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. So we know that Jesus Christ is life. That that life cometh from the Father. Jesus Christ has life. And he has that permission, that power to give life to those life everlasting. Verse number 27. And hath given to him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of God. Now this is a point that we'll hit some other day. But you understand who is going to be judging us? It's going to be Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has the permission to judge the world. He has been given authority by God to judge the world. And it is Jesus Christ who will judge the nations. He will judge the individuals. And he will judge people. Notice with me in verse number 28. Marvel not at this. So don't be amazed at this. Don't go wow. He says marvel not at this. For the hour is coming in which all that are in graves shall hear his voice. Excuse me. Verse 29. And he shall come forth. Or, and, and shall come forth. Those that he, in the graves hear his voice. And they shall come forth. And they that have done good. Unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil. Unto the resurrection of damnation. So we see that there are two different resurrections. We saw that in the book of Revelation. Chapter 20. That said blessed are they that have part. In the first resurrection. Those who are part of the first resurrection are those who accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And they're going to be risen again for the purpose of ruling and reigning in the millennial kingdom just like God promised. There is a second resurrection where those who died not accepting Jesus Christ, they are going to be risen again. Meaning that they're going to have bodies as well. 
But these bodies will not be perfect. They will not fall apart, but they will be eternal bodies. And those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are going to be cast into the lake of fire with that body. And their bodies are going to be tortured and consumed, but they will not die. And so there's two resurrections. There's the first resurrection of those who've accepted Jesus before. And we're going to rule in the millennium kingdom. Those who did not accept Jesus as their savior. They're going to be resurrected and be judged and sent to the lake of fire. To be sentenced to hell forever and ever. <laughs> Notice with me in verse 29. And they shall come forth. and they, uh, Which we've already read. And talking about the resurrection of the damned. Turn back with me to the book of Revelation. And let's see this again at the end of time. At the millennial kingdom. But notice what the Bible says concerning this. In the book of Revelation chapter 20. And let's pick it up in verse number 5. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. It's talking about what happened in verse number four. About those who get the brand new bodies. Those who are going to rule and reign with Christ. Verse number six. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection. On the second death hath no power. But they shall be priest of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him a thousand years. Those who give on the second resurrection. Or the second thing, time that people are resurrected those are the people that are going to face God in judgment at the white throne judgment which starts in Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 11 so basically no matter who you are whether you're saved or not you are going to live again because you have an eternal soul that one group the resurrected group we're going to live and reign with Christ for a thousand years and rule and reign for those of the people who did not accept Jesus as their savior, they're going to be resurrected to face God at the white throne judgment. And then they're going to be sentenced to the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. So there are two resurrections as dealing with the millennial kingdom. The first group of people that we find inside of the millennial kingdom is going to be uh, those with resurrected bodies. Now there's something else about the resurrected bodies that I want to hit right now. We'll cover more later on in subsequent uh, messages. But for now, let's see something else that Jesus says about this. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Learning more about our resurrected bodies, there's an important detail that we need to know. And in Matthew 22... The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they hated Jesus. And just like any um, rebellious person, they like to ask questions. And they're not asking questions to learn. They're asking what if questions. What they're trying to do is they're trying to ask a question. What if this? Well, what if this? What if this? And what they're trying to do is find a valid reason to authorize them to disobey or to rebel against authority. And that's what the Sadducees are doing here. Now the Sadducees are a group of Jewish believers. Or people, not believers. Group of Jewish people who do not believe in the supernatural. They do not believe that we will be risen again. They do not believe in the miracles. In fact, that's why someone said that's why they're so sad, you see. Is because they did not believe in the miracles. They did not believe in the resurrection. Well they come up knowing that they don't believe in the resurrection. 
they try to ask a theological question to Jesus dealing with this future event. Notice with me in Matthew 22, Matthew 22, and notice with me in verse 23. The same day came unto him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were un were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married, uh, married a wife deceased, and having no issue, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, and the and unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Now let me catch you up. There was an Old Testament law because God wanted to continue the Jewish people and let them continue on and that there would always be a family member, always big on inheritance, that the Jewish people would not disappear from the earth. That there was a law that said if a man married a wife, which is what you usually do, a man uh, married a woman, and during the course, he died not having a child that the Old Testament law said that she would be now married to the brother and that the brother would allow her to have a child and that child would be for the first husband to carry on his name, to carry on the inheritance. And that's how the Old Testament law was. So the Sadducees come up with a what if. Well, Jesus, what if there's a man who marries a wife and then the man dies. And then this doesn't have any children. The wife is now married to the brother to, for the purpose of having children. And that brother dies. And then the third dies. And the fourth dies. Poor woman. Or maybe there's something wrong here. The fifth dies. The sixth dies. The seventh dies. And so this lady has had seven husbands. Each one of them did not give her any children. So she couldn't carry on the inheritance of the first husband or any of the other things. And so the inheritance law in there. But this is a part of the, the law that's going on. What if this happens? This lady goes through all seven brothers. And all seven brothers die. So now they ask the question. Here's the question. In verse number 28. Therefore in the resurrection. Whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. So. Now, recognize, first of all, they don't even believe in a resurrection. So Jesus is talking about the resurrection. He's teaching almost like we are right now about the millennial kingdom. Saying, guess what? In the millennial kingdom, you're going to live forever. You're going to have brand new bodies. And so one of them who denied Jesus, just like any other rebellious said, they, what if this happens, Jesus? They're trying to capture him inside of a theological knot. All right? So... What happened? She got married, she got married, she got married, she got married. In the resurrection, who's she going to be married to? I mean, you're going to live forever. You're going to know people before. You're still going to remember what's going to happen in this life. Whose wife is she going to be? So notice Jesus' answer. By the way, that's a good question. If you're married now to someone, are you still going to be married in the millennial kingdom? Well, let's see what the Bible says. Verse number 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err. Meaning you made a mistake, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For they in the resurrection, sh the, uh, for, they in the res for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. 
So what do we learn about this resurrected body? That this resurrected body, we will not be able to have children. We will not be able to reproduce. So this is an important idea that we, in the millennial kingdom, we who accepted Jesus as our Savior are going to get a brand new body. This body is not going to grow old. This body is not going to fall apart. This body is not going to be able to sin against God. But this body will not be able to reproduce. We will not be able to have children. So therefore, you will not have to be married. The whole purpose of being married is for procreation, according to the Bible. That was the purpose of it, to reproduce. Now, we're thankful for friends and wives, and we're thankful for for the fellowship that we can have for one another. But the purpose of marriage is not going to be there in the millennial kingdom for those with resurrected bodies because we will not be able to reproduce. All right. Now, that's just important. You could like it or not like it. We didn't he didn't ask us how he wanted to design the millennial kingdom. We just know that that's part of it. But we will rule and reign in the millennial kingdom, which brings us to the second group of people inside of the millennial kingdom. We understand the first group is those of us who lived before the tribulation and we died and we passed on. And now we're going to be resurrected and get our brand new bodies and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. The second group of people are the group of people that got saved during the tribulation, including the Jewish people, Jewish people and Gentiles. That during the tribulation they got saved. Remember what I said before. Is that the tribulation begins with no saved people. We're already out of there. The tribulation starts with no saved people. And many people are going to get saved. Through God working. And God sending the Jewish people. He's going to work primarily through the Jewish people. And they're going to go out through every land. And every kindred. Every uh, tribe. Every tongue. And they're going to lead people to the Lord. Then when it comes to the end of the tribulation, the end of the seven years, God is going to come back. Jesus is going to come back and we're going to come back with him. And at that time, Jesus Christ is going to face all the armies of the world in what is called the Valley of Armageddon, the Battle of Armageddon. And then the two parables that we just recently covered, the parable of the sheep and the goats and the parable, (laughs) excuse me, of the wheat and the tares. And Jesus is going to separate all those that are saved from those who are not saved. And all those who are not saved are going to die. And all of those who are saved that live through the tribulation, they are going to enter into the millennial kingdom with their natural bodies, with the same bodies that you and I have. And so this is the second group. The first group has a resurrected body that cannot sin, that cannot fail God, and cannot reproduce children. The second group are those that live through the tribulation. They will have their natural bodies. Now they're saved. The millennial kingdom begins with no lost people. And so everyone that starts in the millennial kingdom, the started off with, you're going to have those with resurrected bodies and those that live through the, uh, through the tribulation with their natural bodies. These people can sin just like you can sin. They can sin just like you can have children. They can have children. So these people are going to have natural bodies that are still going to be sinners. They are still going to fail. They're still going to make mistakes. And they can still have children. 
So this is the third group that we see in here. Now, in the millennial kingdom, there's going to be a special thing. That God is going to reestablish Garden of Eden conditions back to the millennial kingdom. And we'll talk more about that throughout the series. But in the millennial kingdom, with the Garden of Eden conditions... The conditions of the earth are going to change and people will live a thousand years. How would you like to live a thousand years without growing old? A thousand years uh, where aging is kind of uh, put aside. A thousand years where you could run 200 miles and not get tired. A thousand years where if you broke a bone, it would heal overnight. What a wonderful place that would be. But that also means there's not going to be a lot of people dying. Because they're going to live a long time in their natural bodies. Which brings us now to the third group of people. So the first group is those with resurrected bodies. These are the people that lived before the tribulation and they got saved. And now they come back with Jesus Christ to rule and reign for a thousand years. The second group is those who got saved during the tribulation. They live past the tribulation Because they're saved. Now they enter in the millennial kingdom with their natural bodies. These are bodies that will be able to produce children. Which brings us to the third group. Those born in the millennial. Those born within the millennium. There's going to be a group of people. That are going to be born into Garden of Eden conditions. They're going to be born into a government that is perfect. They would have never known war. They would have never known what it was like to live in a place with corrupt government. They would live in a place that was wonderful. They would live in a place where they didn't know what pollution was like. They would live in a place where they didn't know what darkness at night was like. They're going to live in a place that was wonderful. And these people are going to be born. And they're going to be born in a place where Satan is not running around. Can you imagine such a place? And these kids are going to be born during this time. Notice with me in verse number 7. Going back to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Actually, we'll pit stop that one in a second. We're coming back to Revelation 20. Let's go somewhere else first. Ezekiel chapter 47. I want to show you something in a couple passages. Ezekiel 47. So we're talking about now that there are three groups of people during the millennial kingdom. Those with resurrected bodies. Those with natural bodies who survived the tribulation. Then the third group is those that are born within the millennial kingdom. In Ezekiel chapter 47, this passage is dealing in the last several chapters with the reestablishment of the temple inside of the millennial kingdom. And we'll talk more about that later as well. But God is, going, is talking in these chapters here. This is a millennial kingdom passage. This is talking about the thousand year reign of Christ. In Ezekiel chapter 47, notice with me in verse number 22. Ezekiel 47 and verse 22 in the midst of this millennial kingdom passage and it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it um, by lot for an inheritance unto you and to the strangers that sojourn among you which shall beget children among you and they that shall be born 
they that shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel, and they shall have an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that in what tribe the stranger sojourneth, there shall give you his inherit, uh, him his inheritance, saith the Lord. But in verse 22, notice it says, ye uh, shall beget children among you. So in this millennial kingdom passage, there are children going to be born during the millennial kingdom. Turn with me to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah is very much a millennial kingdom passage. Zechariah is being used of God to preach to the Jewish people to rebuild the temple. Giving them a glimpse of what is going to happen in the future. And because the hope of the future the people are going to serve God. But notice with me in Zechariah chapter 10. Once again we see this idea of children being born in the millennial kingdom. Zechariah chapter 10 and starting in verse 7. Zechariah 10 7. And they of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man. Their heart shall rejoice as though wine. Yea, their children shall see it and be glad, and their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. And I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. And I will sorrow, or I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. Once again, it's talking about in these millennial kingdom passages that children will be born. That there are going to be children born inside of the millennial kingdom. Now, turn back with me to the book of Revelation chapter 20. And that way we could wrap this up. So what is going to occur is that during this time, you have those with the resurrected bodies. We're going to help rule and administrate, which you say, well, that's not a big deal. Well, at the beginning of the millennial kingdom, it may not because we may outnumber them. But what's going to happen is that those who have natural bodies who live through the tribulation and come into the millennial kingdom, they're going to have natural bodies and they will be able to have children. And their children are going to be able to have children. And their children are going to be have, able to have children. And what's going to happen is that because of the conditions of the millennial kingdom reset back to Garden of Eden, you're going to have a lot of people being born and not a lot of people dying. So what's going to happen to the population? Well, that will be a population increase. People are afraid of overpopulation today. Nothing to worry about. Today, uh, in the millennial kingdom... There's going to be a lot of people being born and not a lot of people dying. And so you're going to fill this up. In fact, notice what the Bible talks about them at the very end of verse 8. Notice how many they are talking about those who were deceived. The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. That means there's going to be a lot of kids being born. And what's going to happen is that these kids are going to be born in a place where Satan does not rule. Satan is put in prison. Nobody can say, Satan made me do it. The devil made me do it. Nobody can even accuse that because Satan's going to be gone. You're going to live in a place where you have Jesus Christ, the king, ruling. You're going to live in a place where you have a perfect government because we're going to be part of it with our brand new redeemed bodies. And we're going to rule and reign. And we're going to administrate. And by the way, as population increases, we're going to be busier and busier and busier taking care of those who are not saved, or sorry, those who do not have perfect bodies, those that are still sinners, we are going to help to administrate those that can still sin. 
those that can still have problems. And those kids in the millennial kingdom are going to have to be saved just like you and I are saved. What does that mean? Well, they have to realize that they are sinners. Now, this may be a little bit easier or it may be harder. It may be easier because you live in a perfect government. And so it may be easier to spot sin. That is sin. That is sin. It may be a little bit harder because most people will not get in a lot of trouble. For example, murders will probably be down to zero. People will probably not be breaking in other people's houses. Probably not a lot. But you will still have internal sins. For example, lying. Do kids lie to their parents today? Did the devil make them do it? So do you think kids may lie to their parents in the millennial kingdom, right? Who stole the cookie for the cookie jar? Crumbs all over. I have no clue what you're talking about. Will kids still be kids? Yes. Do you think brothers and sisters may have that sin nature and still try to push each other out windows and fight and take a baseball bat? And you think that still may happen? Yeah. And so you may not have big major sins of murder and rapes and all that stuff, but you will have people with sin natures, people that will still lie, people who still cheat. Do kids cheat on test? Yes. Do you think they may try to cheat in the millennial kingdom? Yeah. You think they'll try to get away with it? Yes. And so they're still going to be sinners. And so you're going to point out to them that you're a sinner. Then they have to realize that because of their sin, they will deserve to go to hell. Now, that may be easier in the millennial kingdom because you could say, guess what? There is a Satan and he got put into the bottomless pit. He got put into hell. We may be able to explain it there a little bit more. Third of all, we're going to have to say, you must believe that Jesus died for you. Now, it may be a little bit different because guess what? We could actually take him and say, let's go see Jesus Hey, Jesus, I want you to meet my friend over here. So instead of just talking about him, we could actually say, hey, Jesus, there he is. So people are going to live a little bit more by sight, not by faith. You could actually show them where Jesus is. Let's set an appointment to go talk to Jesus. Jesus, did you die for him? Yes, he did. All right. So but they're going to have to believe that Jesus died for them. Then they must personally accept Jesus as their savior. Now, the amazing thing is, is that even though they're going to get saved the same way we are, the amazing thought that in that perfect environment with Jesus ruling, with Jesus there, and you could go visit him, perfect government, uh, no crime to speak of, there's still going to be people who will refuse to accept Jesus as their savior. There are going to be people that says, why should he rule over us? He's got a perfect government. Why? Because we got rebellious hearts. There are going to be some people that say, I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's right that they threw Satan into that bottomless pit for a thousand years. That's just not right. Could you hear some snowflakes saying something like that today? It's not fair. It's not right. And there are going to be people who naturally have rebellion in their hearts that will refuse to get saved even in that perfect place. So what's going to happen? Notice with me in the book of Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, and notice with me in verse number 7. Revelation 20 and verse 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is the sand of the sea. Now, 
Why is it that Satan could be released from his prison and deceive the nations? The, how many people? More than you can count? Because people have a rebellious heart. Well, I don't want Jesus to tell me what to do, so I'm going to join the rebellion. And let's overthrow Jesus. Can you imagine that after a thousand years of seeing Jesus, there's still going to be people that say, yeah, I don't want him to rule. I don't want him to be the boss of me. I don't want him to tell me what to do. And they're going to join Satan's side. And they're going to try to overthrow King Jesus. They're going to try to overthrow those who are ruling and reigning in that millennial kingdom. They're going to try to overthrow them. And what's going to happen is that Jesus is going to win. Notice with me in verse number 9. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and passed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil which deceived them were cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So in the millennial kingdom, we have three groups of people. The first group is those who were saved before the tribulation and they get their brand new redeemed bodies and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. The second group of people are those who survive the tribulation. They accept Jesus as their savior and they survive the tribulation and they will enter into the millennial kingdom with their natural bodies, still with their sin nature and their ability to reproduce children. <clears throat> the third group of people will be the children born in the millennial kingdom that have never known the destruction of this world. They'll grow up in a garden of being conditions and they will have to get saved just like you and I got saved. And just like today, there are going to be some people who do accept Christ. And unfortunately, there are going to be people in that day that do not accept Christ as their Savior. But these are the three groups of people. And as you can tell, why is it necessary for us with brand new redeemed bodies to rule and reign? Because we're going to have a population full of sinners that is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're going to help administrate. And we're going to have an important job. And it's going to be an important thing to do. And so why bring this up? Well, first of all, we need to know what the Bible says. The second thing is that you need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And others need to know. Because they need to know now before the tribulation begins. They need to know now to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And that it's so important to get saved that people are going to need to get saved after the millennial kingdom begins. During the time of the millennial kingdom, people are going to get saved. And they're going to get saved the very same way as we do. So first of all, do you know for sure that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Do you know for sure that you're going to heaven? Second thing is that if you do know for sure then you need to be telling as many people about it. Some people will get discouraged and saying it's so hard. Not everyone gets saved. Well, not everyone's going to get saved in the millennial kingdom either. But it's our responsibility to tell as many people as possible. Don't be discouraged. You just keep passing out the seed. It is God's job to save them. It is just our job to be a faithful witness during this time. And just keep going and keep going and keep going. Knowing that even in a perfect government, there are still going to be people who reject Jesus Christ. And that you're not going to win them all. But doesn't mean we need to quit trying. We just need to keep going and keep going and keep going. 
Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.